98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines, the government and its advisers step up efforts to ease concerns over a new security law, but veteran Democrat Martin Lee hits back, warning that the legislation sets an alarming precedent. And the director of broadcasting says he's not under pressure to quit after recent controversies at RTHK. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong has sought to reassure people, saying they'll be consulted over Beijing's national security legislation for Hong Kong. The senior council said people shouldn't assume Beijing's legislation will be above other laws and was the death of one country, two systems. He said core values, such as the presumption of innocence and open trials, still exist. There would be a stage where we will be consulted. And I think the SAR government has made it plain that he would uh, use uh, all of his efforts to ensure that that consultation would enable us to truly reflect the worries and concerns of the people in Hong Kong. He also criticised Washington and the international community, saying few details were known about the legislation, so it was premature to assume Hong Kong's autonomy would be affected. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says Hong Kong has become a gaping hole in national security. In a letter published in several newspapers, she called for citizens' staunch support for the national security law. She said violence by rioters had escalated, opposition forces were advocating independence, and external forces had intensified their interference. She said Hong Kong's legal system and enforcement mechanism left it defenceless in safeguarding national security. She again insisted the law would only target a minority of criminal acts, while the basic rights and freedoms of the majority would be protected. A local deputy to the National People's Congress who first proposed implementing a national security law for Hong Kong from Beijing has reiterated her call for special courts to be set up to deal with security issues. Maggie Chan rejected suggestions that the proposal, which would prevent foreign judges from sitting in national security cases, could undermine judicial independence. She said new courts would be in line with the basic law and that national security is a sovereign matter that needs special attention. According to Article 81 of Basic Law, it is prescribed and stated that a special court on special topics can be established. It is not an issue. It is usual in Hong Kong to have a special court. Say, for example, we have family court in Hong Kong. I have to state that decision in question we are talking about is an act of sovereign power. It is not within the scope of the hard autonomy of Hong Kong. The police commissioner, Chris Tang, says Beijing's national security law will strengthen investor confidence in Hong Kong and combat pro-independence forces, but won't affect people's rights and freedoms. In an interview with state broadcaster CCTV, the police chief said he had one message for radical violent activists, and that was that the force would bring them to justice. However, veteran Democrat Martin Lee says the new national security laws for Hong Kong is the beginning of Beijing taking comprehensive jurisdiction over the SAR. He also says it's misleading to suggest Hong Kong can't enact its own security laws in the future, since it's the pro-Beijing camp that has dominated the legislature over the years. The founding chairman of the Democratic Party says he fears Beijing's move sets the precedent for more controversial legislation, even if pan-Democrats secured a majority in the upcoming LegCo elections, which he doesn't think will happen. They will allow Hong Kong LegCo to legislate on bread and butter issues, but the draconian laws will continue to be passed in Beijing. 
by passing the Legislative Council, which is unconstitutional. And at the same time, they want to set up offices, agencies in Hong Kong. They will send down cadres from the Chinese Communist Party to supervise government, executive, the legislature, and more importantly, the judiciary. And this is only the beginning, I tell you. They want comprehensive administrative power. Mr. Lee also said Hong Kongers should reject any suggestion that one country, two systems exists in name only, even if that's what Beijing wants. He said instead everyone, including the international community, should hold Beijing to its promise of Hong Kong people ruling Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy. Mr. Lee said mutual destruction, or Lam Chao in Cantonese, is not the way forward for Hong Kong. Beijing wants to control everything. The government, let's go and the courts. Is that Lam Chao? It may be. But why do I accept it? They want us to accept it. But why? They are breaking this fundamental promise of the Joint Declaration. Why do we not hold them to it? We mustn't allow them to get away with it. We are standing on the moral high ground. And so I will keep on saying, you are in bridge, you are in bridge. Come back to Deng Xiaoping's way. That is the only way forward for Hong Kong. The director of broadcasting, Lung Ka Wing, says he's not been told to punish staff involved in several controversial RTHK television programmes, nor has he faced pressure to resign. He spoke after the government announced that it was setting up a task force to review the public broadcaster's management. Mr Leung said he would cooperate with the task force and support its work while continuing to uphold RTHK's editorial independence in accordance with its charter. We are always working in compliance with our charter. The charter governs what we have to do. So far, I didn't feel any pressure ask me to leave RTHK. Private doctors are urging people to be tested for COVID-19, even if they have only mild respiratory symptoms, in a bid to detect silent transmission of the coronavirus in the community. It's been 14 days since Hong Kong has had a local case of COVID-19, but Ho Chung Peng, the president of the Medical Association, says at some point Hong Kong will start opening its borders, and testing is the SAR's best defence. We cannot always shut our doors, so there will be some time that we have to open, even though the other countries are not doing as well as ours. So that the only defence that we have is that we have to keep on testing, testing and testing. Indian officials say they're dealing directly with China in the hope of resolving a tense military standoff along the disputed border. On Wednesday, President Trump offered to mediate, but India's foreign ministry spokesman told reporters that Indian border officials were already engaging with their Chinese counterparts to resolve the issue peacefully. Meanwhile, President Trump has signed an executive order targeting social media companies after being angered by Twitter tagging two of his posts as potentially misleading. The measure limits the legal immunity the companies have against being held liable for what people post. He said social media platforms had unchecked power to censor and restrict the views of users, and he wanted to stop that. The choices that Twitter makes when it chooses to suppress, edit, blacklist, shadow, ban, are editorial decisions, pure and simple. They're editorial decisions. In those moments, Twitter ceases to be a neutral public platform and they become an editor with a viewpoint. And I think we can say that about others also, whether you're looking at Google, whether you're looking at Facebook and perhaps others. 
Protests are taking place for a third night in the US city of Minneapolis over the death of an unarmed African-American man at the hands of police. The National Guard has been called in to help restore order. The Minnesota governor said local leaders urged him to deploy the National Guard following widespread damage to property. Here's the BBC's David Willis. We're seeing a rekindling rebirth, perhaps, of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and this, of course, following what seems to be uh, more or less continuous string of uh, instances of black men, unarmed black men, uh, dying at the hands of white uh, officers or in the case of uh, a recent incident in Georgia at the hands of perhaps white local vigilantes. A feeling here very much that um, this has to stop. Hundreds of schools in South Korea have closed just days after they reopened due to a spike in coronavirus infections. 56 new cases of COVID-19 were recorded on Thursday, slightly down from a two-month high of 79 cases a day earlier. The BBC's Laura Becker reports from Seoul. Health officials are once again trying to bring the latest cluster of coronavirus cases in South Korea under control. Most of the new infections are linked to a distribution centre in Buchon, just west of Seoul. The warehouse is run by the country's biggest e-commerce firm, Kupang, and officials have said the facility was not strictly complying with infection control measures. Traces of COVID-19 were even found on workers' shoes and clothes. The fear of further infection has forced 838 schools to go back to online classes. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced a further easing of lockdown restrictions in England. At a press conference, he said from Monday, up to six people from different households could meet outside. I cannot and will not throw away all the gains we have made together. And so the changes we are making are limited and Cautious. These changes mean that uh, friends and family can start to meet their loved ones, perhaps seeing both parents at once or both grandparents at once. And I know that for many people this will be a, a long-awaited and joyful moment. Scientists working near the Inca ruins of Machu Picchu in Peru have discovered a chinchilla rat thought to have been extinct for more than 100 years. Here's the BBC's Daniel Swimler. Investigators say the timid creature probably only emerged because measures imposed to prevent the spread of the coronavirus meant there were no tourists to frighten it away. They captured it on one of the 40 cameras installed in the area. It has large claws and a white stripe along its snout and feeds off of seeds and insects. The first and probably last known sighting was by explorers who found a chinchilla rat skeleton over a hundred years ago while searching for Inca ruins. In financial news now, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23.004. That's 128 points down on the previous close. The currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.29 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 56 cents. Now for a look at sport, here's Atom Chung. Italy's sports minister has confirmed that Syria football will resume on June 20th. He's given the green light for the league to restart after a video conference with the key players in Italian football last night. The Syria season has been halted since the 9th of March, with Juventus leading by a point and with 12 rounds of matches remaining. The Udinese and Nigeria defender William Truce Ekong is looking forward to playing again.
I think it's it's good for everybody. I think it's um, it lifted everyone's spirit. And I think as long as we can do it in the right way and uh, yeah, without too many risks and also uh, setting the right example for the country, um, I think we should do it. I think it will be exciting for everyone as well and it will kind of maybe give people a feeling of some normality again, um, how crazy that might sound with football, but I think that does add to a lot of people's lives. So it would be good if we can be the kickstart to that as well. The English Premier League is set to restart its season on June 17th, pending government approval. The opening games will feature Manchester City versus Arsenal, as well as Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. There's a total of 92 matches remaining in the Premier League schedule. NBA teams are scrambling to gather their players in anticipation of a league announcement on restarting the season. Commissioner Adam Silver is expected to give a guideline on how to proceed with full-scale practice as early as this weekend. But our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says it's too early for optimism. The NBA looking for a resumption restart of the season perhaps sometime in July, but it was announced this week that it actually could be pushed back to August, which really creates, I think, some problems for the start of the following season, the 2020-2021 season. We should get an announcement today or tomorrow uh, with respect to changes on the NBA's uh, calendar. Uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, meeting with uh, team owners today and presenting again to the uh, the players union. Everybody wants to get the uh, NBA restarted, but uh, seems to be uh, pushed back uh, all over the place. And even Disney World is in Orlando, which seems to be the venue, talking about reopening their uh, theme park to visitors by July 11. They say it will make no impact to the NBA, but uh, a lot of people are not sure. The Boston Marathon has been cancelled for the first time in its history. Organizers made the decision because of social distancing requirements during the COVID-19 outbreak. This year's race would have marked its 125th anniversary. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, another look at our top stories once again. The government and its advisers step up their efforts to ease public concerns over a new security law. But the veteran Democrat Martin Lee hits back, warning that the legislation sets an alarming precedent. And the director of broadcasting says he's not under pressure to quit after recent controversies involving RTHK. And that's the news from RTHK. Another love song that I wasted Just another love run out of patience She don't want it, she don't need it Every other word coming from my pen She throw back in my face, saying where you been I sound so poetic, but it feels like I let it slip away Slip away I wanna show my love is strong Make a feel it when I'm home No faking, no mistaking She can feel it
She gave me all of her love that I wasted. I wrote a new song, then erased it. Oh, every other thing that I said before. Says you don't wanna hear about it anymore. I feel so creative, but it feels like there's nothing left to say to make you stay. Wanna show my love is strong. Make a feeling when I'm home. No faking, no mistaking. She can feel it. Welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday afternoon. Friday, the twenty ninth of May, is today's date. Big thanks to Phil for this morning's morning brew. We do have a jam-packed program for you. In about ten minutes or so, we'll be chatting uh, to writer and performer and opera singer Mark Llewellyn Evans, who is one of the authors of this year's Young Readers Festival. And that's right, he's living all the way in Wales, so it'll be bright and early for him, and he'll be joining us on the line at just after half past one. And we'll hear about his books and also about um, a wonderful initiative he started for the children uh, in Britain called ABC of Opera. Um, like I said, that'll be in about 10 minutes or so. And uh, after two o'clock on this week's Agenda Cafe, Karen Ko, uh, my co-host and myself, will be looking ahead at Global Day of Paris. Uh, which is on the 1st of June, and we'll be chatting with Odette Umani, who is the founder of Gordon Parenting, and we'll be chatting about how to uh, create, I was going to say prevent, sorry, how to create an environment of happiness, love, and understanding in your household uh, so that our children can grow up uh, happy and safe. And, of course, we want to hear from you as well. If you have any tips on parenting, on on what to do or what not to do, we welcome you to, to join us. Please feel free to drop us an email our email address is 123show at rthk.hk that's 123show at rthk.hk you can also find us on Facebook which is Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 